Hey, my name is Phil, and this is my wife, Meredith, and we are the pastors here at Cornerstone Church. We're so glad that you have connected with us here today and that you're getting ready to listen to a message that we know is going to build a resilient faith in your life. Right now, in this moment and in our days ahead, let's continue declaring Jesus over every situation. Enjoy the message. I feel like I have a really clear and specific assignment this morning. Um, that I've been stirring on for a few weeks, really, of this thought of coming and just restoring and celebrating the joy that motherhood is. And as I was preparing and, and thinking and really just actually on the front here, I was adding things to my notes on, the, on this amazing atmosphere that we've had this morning, I started thinking of that scripture, the joy of the Lord is my strength. And I believe that before we're done today, there are some moms who you felt weary. You know, there's that other scripture that says, don't grow weary in doing good. And you're like, Lord, I feel so weary. I feel so worn out. I feel so tired. I feel so exhausted by all that this is. And, and what I want you to hear today is that there is a joy in what you do that's going to come back to you before the end of today. That there's a joy in what it means. You know, there are some of us that we watched that video and I could, it's like I could hear you feeling this is probably supposed to make me feel something right now. If I'm a mom, I should probably feel emotional by this video. This should probably bring tears to me. That's probably, but you're just like, but I'm so weary. I feel like I've lost the joy in it. I feel like I've lost the wonder of it. And maybe you have tiny little ones and you've lost the wonder of it because they need so much from you and they pull so much out of you. Or maybe you have teenagers and you've lost the wonder of it because they're pushing you to your every last edge of it. Or maybe your kids are grown and out of the home and you've lost the joy of it because you can't quite find your footing in this season before we leave today. My prayer for you is that you'll find the joy of motherhood again. You'll find the wonder of what it means to be, a to be that one that sits up and ties tiny sequins, sews tiny, I don't even know how to do it, I have boys. Sews tiny sequins onto a costume late at night. I, don't, I literally called my kids um, uniform for basketball a few weeks ago. I'm still getting used to the boy thing, you know? And I was like, oh, do we have his costume ready? And my husband was like, it's not a costume and we're not going to rehearsal. It's a uniform and we're going to practice. And I was like, oh yeah, I got it. I got, we got boys, I'm ready. I'm with the sports and the stuff. Like, cause there's, there's all kinds of new stuff that you have to find out every single season of motherhood. But before we leave today, I want you to know that there is a joy in mothering that is yours. There is a wonder in mothering that is here for you. I want to read to you a scripture because you deserve to be celebrated today. You deserve to be honored today. You deserve to feel the buoyancy that comes when you realize that God has given you something special. And in Psalms 127, verse 3, I want to read it from the message version today. It says, don't you see that children are God's best gift? The fruit of the womb are his generous legacy. Don't you see that children are God's best gift? I mean, when you think about a best gift, 
What comes to mind for you when you think about the best gift that you have ever received? Mother's Day gifts are kind of like, they're kind of a deal, right? Mother's Day. How many of you already did Mother's Day gifts like this morning? You like to start off with like breakfast Mother's Day gifts, right? And yes. And some of you are like, I'm preparing for afternoon. We do lunch gifts. Yes. Some of the guys are sweating right now. And they're like, that's right. There was something I was meant to do yesterday. I know, yes, you can go, if you make a reason to go to the restroom on your way out, the team has you covered, guys. They have like little mini gifts that you can, you can be like, I've prepared, it won't be probably your best gift, but it will be a gift. So you don't have to show up empty-handed because there's something about receiving. And God says, when I gave you children, I gave you my best gift. Which I think is interesting because sometimes I think they're kind of a confusing gift. Like that's the term I would use. It's kind of a confusing. Have you ever received a confusing gift? You open it up and you're like, oh, this is interesting. This is for for me? Okay, yeah, I was was just checking because, and you're like, and you do, how, how does, can you show me how it works? You ever feel that way with God? You're like, can you show me how it works? This one right here, they're kind of confusing gifts. You don't always know how to take them or where to put them. And they throw stuff at you that like hits you in five different ways all at the same time. My oldest, when I was pregnant with my youngest, was towards the end. And um, my, and I don't know if you know this about me, but I got huge when I was pregnant with my boys and my husband felt the, the compulsion to then post those photos on social media this morning in celebration of Mother's Day. So they're there for the, all of you to go find and see. But I was pregnant with my youngest and my oldest, we were towards the end and my oldest was really, you know, he's getting excited about this new little brother and the whole situation. And one day we're in our kitchen and we're just kind of hanging out and he goes, mom, I'm ready to meet my new little brother. I'm going to go get some scissors and cut open your stomach so I can get him. And I was like, that was just a lot, oh, like, you know, because the front of it was really, I was like, oh my gosh, you want to meet your baby brother? Like, that's amazing. And then there was like the, I was like, I don't know what to, is it about to turn into saw in here? Like, sleeping with an eye open for the next three weeks? Like, I don't, this is a very confusing gift that you've sent me, God. I don't really know what to do with it, and I'm not really sure how to respond to it. And in the same sentence, it comes at me with the most adorable, precious, sweet thing I've ever heard, and the scariest thing that any other human being has ever said to me in one little compact sentence. And God said, yep, That's my best gift that I send to you. (laughs) That is the best gift. And we have, like, when you receive gifts, there are all kinds of gifts that you might receive today or that you have given in your life. Like the re-gift, that's a gift. Don't act, all of you are like, I don't know what that is. Okay. A re-gift, let me explain to you. A re-gift is when you get a gift and when you receive it, you know, I have this gift. I don't really like this gift. I'm not really going to use this gift. And so you just go, thank you so much. And then you put it on a shelf in your house and you wait for an opportunity when you can send it off to someone else. You have re-gifted this gift. A re-gift is a type of gift that people receive in their life, right? It's not the best gift. It's a re-gift. 
you have your go-to gift. Now, go-to gifts can be pretty good. Go-to gifts are like gifts that you give for certain occasions. You know, if somebody's graduating from high school, this is what gift they are getting from. You've locked it in. It's your go-to high school graduation gift. I have a go-to new baby gift. My go-to new baby gift is a book that I love that I think is one of the sweetest gifts that made me cry after I had our firstborn and an oxy stick. An oxy stain stick is your go-to new baby gift. If you have a new baby in your house, you should go get an oxy stick. It will, this is not a commercial for oxy, but it will get everything out of dirty clothes, even if you let them sit for a couple days. An oxy stick, that's my go-to gift to give to somebody. They're not best gifts, they're go-to gifts, right? And then you've got all kinds of other gifts. You've got the gift that you're like, well, that'll do. We, we have to get to the kid's birthday party, so that, that should be good enough. You've got your gift that you got on the way while you're heading somewhere. You've got a state, like a gift that just is good for everyone, like a Target gift card. Any situation, any moment, any, you should just keep a couple of them. This is, a, but these are not best gifts. Best gifts have some quality about them. There's something about a best gift that when you open that thing up, you know something special has happened in this gift. Best gifts have a unique quality to them. There's a uniqueness. This isn't a standard gift that just anybody gets. This isn't a gift that you just grabbed on the way here. There is something special, individual, unique, different than all the other ones about this gift right here. Has anyone ever looked at your kids and gone, this is a unique gift? There's something special about this one. There's something individual and different about what's happening in this kids. If you have multiple kids, you know each and every one of them. This God did not copy paste these suckers. He sent me unique, individual, special children that should have all come with their own training manuals, but did not. But they are unique and special and individual. There is a uniqueness to what happens when you get a best gift. A best gift, I think, also comes in one of two categories. Either you've been planning it for a long time. Like a, a best gift is not a gift that you go, oh, hey, we've got that birthday party at noon. Let's make sure we swing by the store at 1130. That's not a best gift. A best gift is a gift that you're looking down and you're going, oh, somebody has this big event coming. I am going to plan out this gift. I'm, I was talking to a friend the other day and she is planning a gift for her husband three years out. He doesn't, I can't tell you guys any more than that because he doesn't know anything about it. But, the, and they're not in this room, but you know, we go everywhere all over. And, but they have, she's already like, yeah, we have this thing coming up. And so I'm doing this and then I'm doing this. And then, and she is, put, come on, that is a, I was like, girl, my husband's birthday is next week. And uh, we need, I need you to stop telling your stories <laughs> because that, that is a best gift because it's got this long-term planning or a best gift is like spontaneous boom. It just hit in the moment, right? It's a big surprise that you never saw coming. This morning I was opening, the boys went and helped pick out all of these fun things. Our boys are little, so it's, it is a really fun package of interesting pieces that they picked out. And mostly it was snacks that they also want to have that they got for me. That, that was the majority of my gift this morning, which was fantastic. But I get to the end of the box and I'm like, boys, this is amazing. And my six-year-old, all of a sudden he goes, mom, that's not all the gifts. I have one more gift for you. And I was like, oh yeah, buddy, what else? And he just gives me the biggest hug and goes, I love you. And I was like, 
this is the best gift the best gift out of the whole book because there was just something spontaneous and spur of the moment that just popped out of this sudden moment. The best gifts are either planned long, long, long in advance or they just pop up and the best gifts think about you. The best gifts think about who the other person is and what they enjoy and what their strengths are and what their weaknesses are and what their days look like and what their life is like. The best gifts sit back and think about who you are. God sent you his best gift. And when he sent you his best gift, he sat back and he thought about you, mama. And he said, I want to send a best gift to this one. I want her to know that I thought about her and I want her to know that I saw her and I want her to know that I was planning for her and that I was looking at her and that I had something unique and special and individual and just on time for her. The best gifts think about the person that's receiving them and when God sent you that gift, he was thinking about you and you can't have a best gift without affection, without loving the person that you're giving it to, without thinking about how much you care for them and how much you adore them and how much they make your heart pound. When the best gifts go to the people we love the most. We think about this idea, this uh, thought, you know, that there's these different love languages and that some people, the way that they communicate their love for others is through the way that they give gifts. And, and I think God encompasses all of the love languages because he is the best lover that there will ever be. And when God thought about you, he said, I have this gift that I want to send to you because I'm so in love with you because I think about you because my affection and my heart was his affection and his heart was towards you. He said, I have a gift that I want to send to you and he sent you this incredible gift of this child and you received it and it grew and you didn't always know what to do with it because it was kind of confusing but when you look at it, you think that he sent you his best gift. But have you ever received a gift and not really appreciated it or cared for it or responded to it in the way that you could have or should have? I have this terrible story that I hate to tell people because it's an awful story about a time that I really undervalued a gift. So when Phil and I were dating, we were long distance, right? And so he was really thoughtful and used to do all of these really thoughtful, considerate things to, for me. Now, something you probably don't know about Phil is that he's one of three boys, or one of four boys. He has three brothers. And of his four brothers, they really, at one stage in their life, had a dream to be a boy band together. There is some fantastic material available out there of Phil and his brothers trying to be the next Backstreet. I will find it and I will distribute it in response to the Mother's Day pregnancy photos that have been also distributed on the internet. 
But when we were dating, he did this really fun, like when you're dating, sometimes cheesy things are really super cool, right? So he did this really fun, cheesy thing where he went around, he was in Australia still, and he got this cool song, and he recorded himself like singing to it and doing all these dances all around Australia. And it was funny because that's who he is. He is fun and funny, and he brings the fun into my life, and he put so much time into it. And then he sent it to me all the way on the other side of the world. And I still cannot tell you why, but for some reason, I just didn't, like, it was like I watched it and I was like, oh, that was nice. And like, I think I didn't even tell him that I'd gotten it. I did, I mean, I know, awful. I didn't respond to it. I didn't appreciate it. I didn't let him know how much I liked it or how much I enjoyed it. Like he had to bring it up to me. I totally disregarded this amazing, thoughtful, time-consuming, unique, special, affectionate, thought about me gift that he had sent to me because I got lost in the busyness of my own day because I got lost in in the different things that I was doing because I didn't give it the time and the attention that it deserved and that it valued. And I want you to know I am still paying for it more than 10 years later. It comes up now and again. But have you ever received a gift that you didn't really give the attention to it that it deserved? You didn't really value it in the way that the person had put the effort into it. You didn't really value it for all of the wonder or all of the unique nuance that this gift was. And I wonder if you've ever found yourself in a moment where you feel like God sent me his best gift. But sometimes I just look and I think, this gift has taken up a lot of time in my life, God. This gift needs a lot of energy. That's okay. You don't have to agree. I know it's Mother's Day. I'll take all the hits up here by myself. Sometimes you just think, this is taking a lot of energy, God. God, it seems like there are other things I could be doing if all of my energy wasn't going into this, God. God, sometimes it's taking a lot of my heart and it's taking a lot of my capacity and it's taking a lot of wondering and worrying if my kids are ever gonna make the decisions that I feel like I put into them in my life. God, what, what's going on with this gift that you sent me? God, I'm not sure that I feel the joy that you keep telling me I should be feeling about this gift. God, right now, motherhood for me just feels like a lot of work. Right now, for me, motherhood just feels like it's taking a lot of my attention. Right now, for me, motherhood feels like I invested a lot into someone, and now they're out there grown, making their own decisions, and if it's between me and you, God, they're not making such great decisions out there. And I don't know how we got here, and now I'm just concerned about it, and now I'm just worried about it, and there is no joy in my motherhood. There is no no buoyancy in my motherhood. There is no happiness in what this is. There is no fulfillment coming from it. It's just all the the dreariness and all the drudge. And then to be honest, I've caught on to this cultural thing that to be a mom is to be weary and is to be selfless and is to be self-sacrificing, but it's not joyful. It's just something that we do just something that we give out. And to be honest, the world should, sympathy, should send me sympathy cards every year because of how much that I do for others without recognition. And it's funny, but to be honest, 
If you pay attention to the message that you've probably been receiving and the message that's going out, the message that's going out is that you can't really make it through a day and really the goal of your day is to make it to bedtime and make it to mommy wine time afterwards because that's your great reward for the fact that you have poured out for someone else and that's really the only way we can make it through because we've lost the joy that it is to mother. There's this commercial out right now. I don't remember what the company is, so it's not a hit on the company, but the whole premise of the commercial is that there's this couple that eventually got married, and then they got married, and they had a bunch of kids, and then they, oh, it's for some phone plan thing. That's what it's for, because then the whole premise of the commercial is that they did that so that they could get a family phone plan, and then she finds out that her sister got some other great deal on their phone plan, because, and she didn't, she's still single and didn't have to get married and have kids and a family and there is value and there is virtue in singleness and there are people who are called to it and we should celebrate it but we should not pit these things against each other the whole premise of the commercial is that we wouldn't have had all of these kids if we would have known because she really has the amazing life over here doing whatever she wants to do and getting into whatever she wants to do and having stillness and quietness and going out with it that's really the life that we all want but somehow we got tricked into having all of these kids and there's no joy in it it's only this drudgery thing that is taking from my life and it's only this painful thing that is sucking the life out of me and God says I sent you my best gift is that how you feel about my best gift when you open a best gift, when you look at a best gift, when you think about and dream about and sit and ponder on a best gift, the feeling that should come up on the inside of us is the feeling of joy, is a feeling of gratitude, is a feeling that I was thought about and I was cared about. And when God saw me, he sent me his best gift in the form of these tiny humans who grew into, you know, life-sized humans who grew into all the way on their own, grown ups making decisions he sent me his best gift and he chose me to be the person who gets to hold this gift and who gets to train this gift and who gets to feed this gift and who gets to carry this gift and who gets to comfort this gift and who gets to send this gift out into the world. God chose me when he thought about me when he thought about you he said I have a gift just for you mama when he saw your face he said there's something just for you that I want to send to you and it's there to bring you joy and it's there to be a delight in your life and it's there to be a relationship that you foster and that you grow in and that you pour yourself to and there's something that should bubble up on the inside of us when we say it is a joy to be a mom. There are joys in motherhood. There are joys in every season of motherhood. There are joys from the tiny moments of the first breaths at the hospital to the joys of toddler years to the joys of going through school years to the joys of seeing your kids in some of those life stages like learning to drive and going to prom and having their first love and their first heartbreak and getting their first job and making decisions about the kind of life that they're going to have there are joys in every single season and the question I have for you today mom is are you soaking up the joys of this season are you looking at the joys of this moment or are you taking in the pain of this moment 
Are you taking in the trials of this moment and giving more weight and more credence to that? Or are you taking in the joys that this moment is? I think when we look at the ways that we get disconnected from the thing that God has given us, the best gift that he has sent to us, if you are feeling a lack of joy in your mothering in any season, I would guess that there are probably three things that you've become disconnected from. One is purpose. You've become disconnected from the purpose that he gave, the, gave to you in this, that he gave you a purpose in mothering, that there is something here for you to do, that there is a purpose to the thing that you are doing right now, that there is a direction and a trajectory in every single season of parenting. And in certain seasons, it's really obvious. Like when you have tiny people, it's really obvious what the purpose is, right? Keep them alive and keep them from harming themselves. Harder said than done sometimes. But that's the main purpose of that season. And as they get older, the purposes change and you have to learn. And if you're looking for some of that, we have a fantastic material called It's Just a Phase that walks through all of these different phases of parenting and tells you and talks about the things that kids need during those different phases that create the building blocks and the foundations. And I don't know anything about having adult kids for myself. My kids are six, three, and two but I've talked to a lot of parents who find this phase of parenting to be so challenging because all of the sudden, I think it's the season when your purpose as a parent becomes the most destabilized. What do you do when now it's your time to have these adult kids who go out into the world and they don't need you to feed them anymore and they know how to go to the bathroom all by themselves, which is amazing, congratulations to you, it must be an amazing season of your life. And they know how to drive themselves and they know how to pay their own bills for the most part, except for every so often when they call you and need some backup on that. And they're making all of their big decisions and your purpose gets shifted, but there's still a purpose in that season. Ask God, God, where, how do I still be present with my kids in this season? How do I now be the encourager that they need me to be in this season? How do I be available for the wisdom when they come and they say, wow, I found there is still a purpose that you have if you've lost your joy and your motherhood. Have you asked God, what is my purpose in this season? What is my purpose for this moment of my parenting? And the second thing is you've lost connection with the purpose. Sorry, with the person. We already talked about purpose, guys. Person is the next one. You've lost connection with the person that you are walking with, with the person that this gift that God has sent you in. I want to be honest with you. This is the one that I probably struggle with the most. I can be highly task-oriented, and like in our household, I am the one who puts together the schedule and the lunches and the things and the clothes and matching shirts, which we don't have today, and all of those little, that's my role. And for a lot of moms, that's your role. Not for everyone's household, but when you do that, the thing that's so easy to do is to be disconnected from these people that you're doing the things for. Time and time again, Phil comes to me and he goes, will you cut that out? Will you just come play with the boys? And I'm like, well, I have to make sure that all of the things are organized. 
How can I do, how, what, how, but what happens is that's the time in my parenting and in my mothering when all of a sudden I feel the most disconnected from them. I feel the least amount of joy even though all of the things are organized and all of the things are ready because I've lost connection with who they are. I haven't sat and just looked at this gift that God sent me. And in whatever stage of parenting you're in, when was the last time you just re-found connection with the person that this gift is? The person that God sent to you, the person that God brought into your life, whether this is the person that you birthed or whether you're a stepmom or an adopted parent or a spiritual mom of a someone that God said, I'm sending this person into your life. Have you lost connection with the person that God sent you in this gift. And then the last is his presence. When we become disconnected from the presence of God, we become disconnected from the joy that we find in the thing that he has given us to do. It is so easy to become disconnected from his presence in all of our doing and in all of the things that we're thinking about and in all of the things that we're planning and in all of the things that we're going after. But there's something about getting back in his presence. There's something about finding moments to breathe in the fullness of who he is. There's something about the presence of God that can restore to you joy like nothing else. And I'm not saying it's always easy. Every season has its own challenges. This morning before we were coming, I was sitting trying to pray in his presence, trying to sit in his presence, and my three-year-old comes running in the room, and he's like, Mommy, what you doing? And I'm like, just trying to pray, baby. I'm like, why don't you come up here? Do you want to pray with me? He's like, yeah, mom, I want to pray with you. So he climbs in my lap and he snuggles up and I'm like, okay, we're going to pray. And I start to pray and I'm like, Jesus, we thank you for this day. And he's like, hey, mama, hi, mama, have you seen my toe here? Have you seen this thing on my, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, baby, we're praying. Like you have to fight for the presence sometimes. Sometimes you have to fight to find your way into his presence. You have to find the places and you have to contend for it. But what I wanna say to you is if you're not feeling the joy in motherhood, have you spent time in his presence? Have you spent time just going before Jesus and saying, God, thank you for this gift? Thank you for the gift that you have sent to me. Thank you for the thing that you have sent to me. There should be a joy in your mothering. Now, I, wanna, I do want to just be careful. I want to make a, a thought here that I'm not talking about if you're dealing with something like postpartum that can be so painful and that you need to go and speak to a doctor about what's going on. I'm talking about the every day of life where you say, I've just gotten lost in this. I've just gotten lost in what it is to be a mom to a grown-up kid. I've just gotten lost in what I'm supposed to be doing for a teenager. And all I can think about now is the fact that I only have two more years until they're leaving my house and I'm missing the joy of this moment. And I wanna invite you to reconnect with your purpose in that season. I wanna invite you to relook at the person that this gift is. And I wanna invite you to spend time in his presence. 
because he didn't give you this gift. God didn't send you this gift for you to just hold it and to feel the weight of it all the time and to feel the drudgery of it all the time and to feel worn down by it and to feel like it's robbing you of all these other things. No, God said, I sent you my best gift, mama. And when I sent you my best gift, I sent it to you because I love you. And I sent it to you because I saw you. And I sent it to you because I was thinking just about you. And I saw your face and I said, what's a unique, special thing that I can send to her? And I sent it to you so that you would find joy in mothering. A joy that fills you up from the bottom all the way to the top. A joy that makes you glad to rise in the morning. And a joy that gives you an eased sigh when you lay down at night. A joy that knows that you have done something meaningful. A joy that knows that the thing that you're about came straight from heaven. A joy that knows that there is purpose to the thing that he sent you here for. A joy that looks and sees all of those little tiny moments and says that there is something happening right here. A joy that doesn't look past this moment recurring I want God to restore to you the joy restore to you the joy of motherhood oh there are joys in motherhood joy on joy on joy if you're a mom in this room, I'd love for you to stand right now. I want to pray a prayer over you. I want to pray a blessing over you, whether that means you have tiny people or grown-up people, or if God has sent you someone that you have been mothering that didn't come from you, there is something that God is doing in your heart today. There is something that God is doing to the mothers of this house today. If you want to drop your name in the chat, if you're watching online, we're going to pray over you right now, believing that there is a joy unexplainable, that there is a joy that gives you a steadfast faith, that there is a joy that wells up and bubbles up on the inside of you, that there's a joy that prevents you from getting in the conversations on the sidelines about how tough it is and how weary and drearysome it is to be a mom. There's a joy on the inside of you that just says, man, I love this thing. I love being a mom right now. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your presence. And we want to say thank you for sending us your best gifts. We want to say thank you that you saw us. Thank you that you thought about us. Thank you that you honored us with this gift, God. And I speak over the mothers of this house, God, that there is a joy unexplainable a joy unlike any other God, that you would restore to them the joy that is found in you, God, as they dwell in your presence, Jesus, as they look and see these people that you have sent to them, Jesus. God, as you give them pictures of the purpose for this season, God, I thank you for a joy. I thank you for a joy. I thank you that joy is welling up on the inside of us. I thank you that we would not grow weary in doing good, but that you have given us a joy that is our strength, Father God. I speak a fresh joy over this house. I speak fresh energy over every mother in this room. I speak that your presence is with her and is empowering her and is strengthening her in this season, God. 
And God, for everything that we don't understand, everything that's outside our control, every one of our babies that needs healing, every one of our babies that's wandered farther off, God, every one of our babies that's gotten themselves into a relationship that's no good for them, we just lift our hands. And God, we say we give it to you. God, we say we give it to you, Jesus. You are the source. You are our God. God, we say we worship you. We trust you with all that we are. We trust you that you sent us this gift and you see this gift and it's your best gift and you won't let any harm come to it. So we say move on our behalf, God. Move on our behalf, Jesus. On this Mother's Day, we let go, God, of trying to do it all and fix it all and be it all. We say restore to us the joy as we surrender to you what is yours. We give it to you, Jesus. We give it to you, Jesus. You who is able, you who is more than enough, you who is exceedingly, you who are abundantly, you who are God of God, you who are Lord of Lords, you who see it all and know it all and do it all, God. God, we give it all to you right now. In your precious name, 